0: The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Jacob M. Ronnie.
1: Accident or injury, call Jacob M. Ronnie. Call Jacob.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason, along with Sue Kalinske, Sue Ballou, last show of the year. How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling Excellent. good. Feeling
1: feeling feeling ready for the new year.
0: Yeah, I'm ready. Well, you know, first I got the holiday. I'm very busy. Holidays. Very busy. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, uh, by the way, you're listening to this in January. We're recording this on December 22nd. So we're reminding you of the Christmas spirit. So my mom and not stepdad, Leo are staying with us for a couple of days. We're going to see a show called love. Actually it's based on the movie. It's a, like a, um, Broadway style show. I guess you would call it, uh, with great, great music. Then we're going to Vito's great old school Italian restaurant, which Sue you've been to. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Dope, it Santa is. Mavonaga.
0: It is classic, and then we're going to Lowry's uh, prime rib, which has got they've got Christmas carolers, they've got uh, you know the big prime rib, they've got a spinning salad bowl. It's like a it's like a whole big thing. So it's a really really big few days here.
1: Is that the Lowry's that's on Lasianica? Yes, yes. I think that's the only restaurant that was like restaurant row for yes. so many years. I yeah. think that's the only original restaurant of its kind. That's is that right? There. I think that, so. I was thinking like is maybe
0: Foga de chow is up there maybe. Yeah, but that that came later. Okay, got it. You're talking about the
1: like original. Low, Lowry's, origin. like when I first moved here from New York, Lowry's, you know, I used to go there with like a lot of comedian friends. Yeah. we have like a ritual where we'd all go out and have steak dinners. Um, you
0: know, speaking of steak, I'm glad you mentioned the word steak. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about a steakhouse in Uh, West Los Angeles called Dear John's, which is like a place that Frank Sinatra used to hang out at in the States, a great old school steakhouse. Like the waiters have been there for a hundred years and all that stuff. So there was a dispute that broke out. Me and my fraternity brothers went there for dinner. And my friend, Jim Pertel said, I'll have a steak and please make it medium rare plus. And the waiter looked at him and said, what is medium rare plus? There is either medium rare or there is medium. There is no such thing as medium rare plus. He said, No, there's a difference. There's a di-. there's not. There was a huge dispute that broke out. And ultimately the waiter won because medium rare plus is medium. Like medium minus is medium rare. Medium, do you see what I'm saying? Medium well plus is well. Medium right. well. Minus is medium. Right, right.
1: Well, uh, it seems like, yeah, medium, yeah, medium, well, no, medium rare minus would be just rare.
0: (laughs) That's right. Medium rare minus would be rare. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But anyway, he added that plus and it really offended the waiters that our chef cooks medium, rare, and medium. So decide one way or the other.
1: Do you want pink or, or you don't want pink?
0: Right, exactly, exactly. But it turned into a thing, turned into a thing. Hey, I I want to talk about some movies. It's that time of year, and I've been watching movies like crazy. Sue, I know you have too, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, So I've got three that I saw in the last uh, couple of weeks that I, I want to talk about. I think you've seen all the same ones. I have. Okay. So first I want to start with my favorite movie of the year, which is called Past Lives. It is written and directed by Celine Strong. It stars Greta Lee, who the only place I've ever seen her was The Morning Show. Mm -hmm. She was really good on there. And the premise is that there is like this love between two people that can't be satisfied, at least not in this lifetime. And this is a movie that more than any other this year made me cry at the end. Now, Sue,
1: what did you think of past lives? I thought it was a really beautiful movie. Um, I love. I, I tell you, my one of my favorite things. I love the way it opened. It was. It was Greta Lee. Yep. The guy that she had grown up with, who came to visit, and her husband, and she was in the middle of the two of them. Yes. And you see a wide shot of the three of them sitting this, at, this at a brilliant. bar. This is brilliant. You're absolutely right. They're sitting in a bar, and you hear voiceover of people trying to figure out what their relationship is. Yeah, it was like, like what's like, their who's story? Who's the boyfriend? Who's the husband? Um, And because I do that all the time.
0: Yes. Like, what's but, the story with those people?
1: Yeah, like, I'll see a couple and I'm like, how long have they been together? Are they married? You know? Oh,
0: so you'll play that. Yeah, they played that I
1: game. Play, I, I play that game a lot.
0: The beauty of it is there's no way s- some casual could look at them and figure out exactly the unbelievably complex dynamics of those relationships, right? Sure, sure. Um, but uh, but I mean, just, and I don't want to give away to an ending, but mm-hmm. oh, there's a moment in it that reminds me of Lost in Translation where he whispers in her ear at the end, and we never know what he whispered. It's got mm-hmm. one of those to it that i right. just absolutely love
1: yeah and it's it's weird because it's, it's through throughout you know because she she started this relationship when you know when they were kids you yeah know, we should Korea. say so they so well, it was, it was two, so, yeah two so, little
0: kids and uh she goes off um to the united states and later they they meet at least on on zoom and and on social media and then they ultimately meet meet. Right. And but uh, there's,
1: there's, there's years and years apart. So they meet what 12 years after yep. she moved and then they wait another seven years or something like that yes. and see each other again.
0: Okay. Yeah. It is romantic. It is unrequited love. I think is the best way to describe it. It's my favorite movie of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Um, okay. This one. It's funny. I brought this up the other day and you were like, cause you'd watched only part of it. Right. So the movie is May December. It is streaming on Netflix. By the way, past lives you can get rent on Apple or rent on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, May December is on Netflix. It's directed by Todd Haynes. It stars Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton. And one of the reasons, and I want to be careful how I talk about this. See if you follow me in this. So I want to be careful about how I talk about it because the mystery is slowly revealed. Like, I didn't know what was, what their relationship was until we got deeper into the story. Do you know what I'm saying? Did you know right away that there had been a thing? Or, yeah, now we're talking around it. Did you you know right away that there had been a thing? No. See, that's the thing. It was the slow reveal that got me. And this guy, Charles Melton, who's definitely going to be nominated for an Oscar, who I, the only place I'd ever seen him was the TV show, Riverdale uh, cheesy entertaining. Um He's great. He's great. And Ju- uh, Julianne Moore and Natalie, I mean, how do you argue with them? But when, when I originally talked to you about this movie, you said you'd seen part of it and you stopped.
1: So what's your reaction now? I, I really wasn't crazy about the movie. Really? No, it, it just, yeah, there were there were scenes in it that reminded me of that spoof in Saturday Night Live when they did the Californians. Yes. That overly dramatic like look and the music was just so well, that's Todd Haynes. Oh, that's what Todd I, Haynes does. I know, but it was so over the top. I read the funniest review about it on okay. Facebook. Some comedian wrote, I never thought I'd watch a film. Where that would make me hate two months really <laughs> That's very funny. I thought that was very funny it is. I, I, I it made and and not it made me uncomfortable only because I I just wasn't an, enjoying it really. and I wasn't I wasn't really even enjoying the performances. I thought he was great. I just thought that it seemed like a hallmark movie. In a lot yeah, of well,
0: there's a tricky line with uh, Todd Haynes, who made mm-hmm. Far From Heaven, among others. He's very, very melodramatic. By the way, can you hear the rain on my roof right now? I cannot. Good. It is thawing. Oh, thoring it's
1: not raining. raining. It's not
0: raining here. I am. Uh, so I, I liked it. I didn't love it. It's not like the greatest movie of the year, but I liked it, especially for sort of the mystery as it's unraveled and the performance of Charles Melton, which I think is great. Uh, And the third one, and I, you know, we've had Coleman Domingo on the show. Fantastic! Mm. Uh, He plays civil rights leader Bayard Rustin in a movie called Rustin. Uh, Rustin was a big civil rights leader, a very close uh, confidant of uh, the Reverend, uh, uh, the Reverend Dr. Michael. What am I saying? I'm talking about my minister, (laughs) Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith. Of course, I mean. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. I don't know why I got into the whole doctor remote. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have to say doctor. Very confi- I didn't need doctor or reverend. You could
1: have just said MLK.
0: MLK. That would have been fine. So he's very close with them. And but he, he is an untold chapter because he happened to be gay, which uh which was difficult for really the entire civil. There was a fear that in some way that would hurt the civil rights movement and the march on Washington. It's written by Julian Brees and Dustin Lance Black it is directed
1: by George C Wolf. uh Sue what do you think it was such an amazing movie he could not be more incredible um from the physicality to rocking the fake teeth yeah you know to the way his hair was um the, just there was such a um there was it was so complex his yes. character. I mean, you can just feel his pain and his passion and 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 his love and and I I I can't believe that I never even heard of this guy.
0: Right. I same with me. It's like a completely untold and he's walking that tightrope the entire time. Is somebody gonna find out about his sexuality? Is that gonna somehow Hurt the march on Washington. There are people that thought it would. He, in the end, he became one of the big. Uh, I mean, he orchestrated the march on Washington, uh, and and the King speech. The one little nugget I have as a complaint, and obviously the movie is about the Rustin character. I felt like it wrapped up a little bit quickly uh, hmm. once they got to the march on Washington. Uh, that's my one little nugget. but as a character piece as an acting piece, oh my God, Coleman Domingo is just spectacular.
1: He's nominated for a golden glow.
0: Yes, he is and he's got a real shot
1: at an Oscar nomination. I hope he gets it. Uh, there's, there, there's one line that I loved so much okay. where someone called him irrelevant and he said it's Friday night. What are you saying? He says it's Friday night. I've been called worse.
0: Yeah, that's right. I that's a great line. That's a great Such a line. That's a great line. Yeah. So those three movies, Rustin on Netflix, which we both like, uh, May December on Netflix, which one of us likes, and then uh Past Lives, which is great, go rented, it. it's fantastic. So you have the unique accomplishment of having appeared in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Uh, so Larry David has announced that this next season of curb is going to be the last one. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he's done this before where he said it's the last one, then he came back and did it again, but
1: it's yeah, it's like Frank Sinatra. How many times did he retire?
0: Right, right. I've already got tickets for Elton John's next comeback tour or his next, <laughs> uh, re, uh, retirement tour. So, um, I think that as what, do, what do you think as far as this, goes the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Where does it stand in the legacy and the pantheon of great TV comedies?
1: Oh, one of the best. One of the best. I mean, just, just the uniqueness of it all. You know, sometimes when you're doing a show that's showbiz related, it's really hard to get people Engaged in it. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, sometimes it's a little too inside baseball. It's, and it's, and it's, a, and it's a tough sell even to networks to even, to even pick up shows like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's Larry. I mean, yeah. you know, it's an extension of some of what he was at Seinfeld and he brought himself into the fray. Yeah. And, and he, it's cast the casting is just insanely great and the fact that that you know it's basically improv. I mean I told you you know you you uh, when I audition I got like a little piece of paper looked like a like a fortune cookie piece of paper really you know? wow and it has uh, a couple of lines of what the gist of your scene is and then you just go and and you you know I my scene was with Larry right and I just improvised with him. And my biggest fear, because I knew some of the people who were in the room, some of the actors, I never wanted it to get out that Sue Kalinsky, like, stunk up the room, you know, in right. the audition. So, um, and I knew Larry, and he, and he made me so comfortable. We had, you know, a little bit of conversation. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I had gotten married since the last time I saw him. I had been with Kenny forever, so right. he always associated me with Kenny. And uh, he's like, "What? What you got married? I didn't know. How come? How, how did I not know you got married? How, this is this is how I find out." Yeah. I mean, and 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 I think the people in the room kind of felt the love he had for me, which was great. Um, and, and let me and,
0: uh, let me ask you something. A lot of people will say, "Well, Larry, because his character—I mean, his character—Larry on the show is a dick, right? Larry in real life
1: is not like Larry on TV, right?" He is not a dick. And to give you an idea of how lovely Larry is, when in between takes, he's a golfer. I golf. Yep. So in between takes.
0: Did you say air did you use air quotes when you said golf? No. I golf? Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Because I've seen your
1: I've seen you no. play. You're well, back I, out there? I'm back out there. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, I was I wasn't horrible when I golfed with you. i no, was not I? the worst. I was the worst. <laughs> you were worst. Yeah. So anyway. We, in between takes, we were standing across from one another. And at the same time, we both were practicing our golf swings, right? Right. So he, he looks at me and he says, Oh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know, oh. he's, looking, he's like, let me see that again, you know? And then he, he looked at me and he said, you know, I think I, uh, I think I used everyone. I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think I used everybody. And what he meant by that was being that I was a comedian. Yeah. He cast so many comedians that he had known from mm. the early days of, of doing stand up. And right. he took a lot of pride in that. He he's like when he said, I think I used everybody, he, it was very important to him to yeah. give people a shot on the show. And he couldn't have been more kind. Oh, he that's was, really cool. And and he is. He's just like that in in his life. You know, I, I shot a documentary with him uh, a couple of years ago about the improv softball team. Right. And he was a big part of it. He pitched. And I think he played first base. And when we went to his office to interview him, and he said yes, like right away. He had a picture of, of uh, him on the field with some of the comics, you know? Right, right. So it, was the sh- it was the show business league. Ah, uh, that's cool. And he loved talking about those years because every comic who played on that team just it was to some some of the comics. It was more important to play well than right. to get a and then to get a spot at the club. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because if you got if you know and and it actually helped you if you played like Ray Romano. He was a baby comic at the time. He wasn't really. He was getting maybe late night spots. Right. And and he was one of the stars of the softball team. I mean, he hit home runs all the time. And I think it kind of helped him at the club. Wow! So the softball gave him a boost. Yeah.
0: Now you played a lesbian on the uh Curb show and were you worried about being typecast as a lesbian? Never.
1: Never. <laughs> uh, you know, I you know, I wasn't really uh going out for for anything at that time. I was right. I was working. I think I was working on Newlyweds. Yes. So I was, you know, knee-deep in in producing shows. Um I still had a little bit of a hand in stand-up at the time, but I wasn't, I, th- I threw away the dream of being an actress years and years before that. Mm. And the, the casting agent, Allison Jones, knew me from my standup because she cast everything. She cast funny people. She mm. cast, she did a lot of stuff with Judd, um, but she did a lot of, she cast a lot of comedies. And um, she called up my literary agent. She tracked me down. Wow. And, um. And got me the audition. And and she also got me the audition for Funny People, Judd's movie.
0: Yeah. I, I'll i tell you, if I was to pick a show that I could make... By the way, I have not given up my acting dream yet. <laughs> I'm still hanging on to that. You're still alive. Clutching. Um, yeah, I, I think of all the shows, that would be like the ultimate one to do a bit on. Because I'm a super good ad-libber, Sue. I'm a good ad-libber. And that's what it takes to do well there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, though. It's kind of like, I guess, as an athlete, you know, every athlete. Or, okay, I'll go, I'll go the alf- athlete route first. Yeah. Every athlete, you know, wants to be in the World Series, wants to win a World Series. Yeah, but you want yeah. to get the opportunity to get to that point, you know. As a comedian, when I was coming up, being on The Tonight Show, Or being on Letterman, but being on The Tonight Show with Johnny was. Oh, yeah. That was like the goal. And as an actor or comedian or anybody, to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, I I treasure the fact that I was on the show. Oh, I bet. I
0: bet. Yeah. Weren't you on the same episode as Rosie? I was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very funny episode. Very funny episode. So, um, I wanted to bring up one last... Oh, you have some. What did
1: you want to bring up? Well, it, it, this is just kind of a silly thing that I saw the other day. Um, I love silly things. Being that I golf. I mean, uh, you mean, uh, uh, people might, may not think it's silly. I think it's... Well, it's silly and dangerous. Yeah. So, I was reading about this golf course in Kenya. Um, I, I see if I could pronounce it. Skazuza Golf Course. Okay. Where... It's it's on like an animal sanctuary. It's it's built on an really? animal sanctuary. So there are wild animals, dangerous animals, lions and leopards and hyenas and 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 um. There's elephants and hippos in the lakes that wow. are on the golf course at the same time you're golfing. Now there must be some enclosure
0: protecting you from. There like- is
1: no. There is no, no enclosure. They have secure. They have. Like guards, I guess, that drive around in golf carts to warn you that oh, there's a lion on the on the ninth hole.
0: Right, you got to chip over that line.
1: But it's like it's it,
0: it, it, it's like that's crazy. It, uh, that doesn't feel safe to me.
1: It doesn't feel safe at all. And you know, you know, there's that there's that there's, there's that line that people say all the time. Like when you're swimming in the ocean, they're like, oh, sharks. You know, they really. They really don't want to kill you. And it's yes. like, yeah, but they do. Uh, you know, what do you mean they don't want to kill you? <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. They want to eat. Yes, and, they do. You know, and you are prey. So maybe not, you know, <laughs> maybe there are some sharks. are like, nah, I'm not really into people. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But they show footage of this yeah. lion. By the way, od- some,
0: and some of the dangers, like hippos are super dangerous animals. Oh, God. Elephants and- are very mellow, but lions and tigers and
1: Bears? yeah and they, they showed I mean this is this is this is just it's horrific to even think about it but they showed like a, a photo or maybe there was a video of it too of as of a um of a um of a giraffe uh-huh. that that these lions had chased down on the course and were like eating the giraffe oh in the God. middle of the fairway these are it's like,
0: like- I, I've nobody's ever had that hazard to play around have they oh lions surrounding a giraffe yeah, yeah there was tough. a
1: feeding frenzy yeah um anyway wow, that's amazing Crazy. i wonder
0: it must be super expensive to play
1: and of course you have to you have to sign a disclaimer that you're aware a, a that waiver is, exactly a waiver that you know you're you're uh you're on a you, you can be killed yeah wow, wow. <laughs> i mean that's i love golf cool. but and i'm a you know you know I, I i'm adventurous up to a point and and look there are people that they said that um it's one of those things where you may want to go just as a spectator, like in a golf cart, just to see because it's a beautiful golf well, course. I know
0: you could probably outrun things in a golf cart, right?
1: I don't know. No, maybe Some of not these animals right. like 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 leopards. Cheetahs?
0: Yeah, leopards.
1: Forget about
0: it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's int- you know what I would do? I'd wanna play it. I think it would be cool to play it. The experience. Life is about the experience, Sue.
1: Yeah. Well, when you have to ask the line, can can I play through? (laughs) Can I play through? (laughs) Um, All right, I got one last thing. So,
0: I'm curious about this, Sue. Pew Research did a study and they say that 63% of young men under the age of 30 are single. That is the highest it's ever been. 63% of young men single. 50% of them have no interest in dating, not even casually. And get this, 30% of young men, men under 30, have not had sex in over a year and do not care. Now, I can tell, I mean, moment of honesty. I had a lot of Mm -hmm. sex when I was young. Mm -hmm. I don't get why young guys are not out there having fun. Do you have any theory as to why?
1: Well, I don't know when. When did they do this?
0: This is thing. a brand new survey from Pew.
1: I mean, I think the pandemic maybe um, had something to do with people maybe not having sex or wanting Guys to Guys got sex. used
0: to living without sex, so they keep on living without sex.
1: Someone that young kind of surprises me because yeah. your libido as a man. Oh, my God. Oh, Even I, as a woman at that age, you know? Um, I mean, it just seems to me that men's libido you know, lasts much longer. Mm-hmm. You know, like I definitely don't have the desire as much as my husband does. And we're around the same age. Right. You know, um, well, these guys, 80 years old having kids.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's true. Anymore. Yeah.
1: So, um, I, I don't know. I mean.
0: I do. I, I know I mean, exactly what it is, Sue. What is it? Porn. Oh. It is porn. Wow. The, access to, and the readily available porn, um, has, I, this is my opinion, has allowed guys to stay single and still, I guess it's that scratch. I mean, you know, the porn hub is like the fourth most visited website on the internet. You, by the way, you don't get the porn thing at all. Like women tend to not watch porn, men do, but you claim that Tom, your husband does not watch porn.
1: He definitely does not. Well, I mean, I I'll ask him. I guarantee you he does. I'll ask him. I guarantee you he does. Okay, well, I'm going to ask him if he does because I he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would watch porn.
0: Every kind of guy watches porn. I don't know a guy that doesn't watch porn. All right, well, I'm going to go look at his computer when we when I get off. The show. Yeah. Yeah, you're this <laughs> yeah, do a search of his history. See where he's been hanging out. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and I think, by the way, that's why couples have less sex than they used to. It's like, ah, I watch some porn, avoid all the negotiations or whatever. A lot of negotiations.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, it, I don't know. It kind of saddens me because there's a certain, you know, just the intimacy. I, you know, it's funny. You know, as I get older, one of the things I was talking to a girlfriend about this, not that long ago. One of the things that I miss about being younger, like when I was a teenager or even like in junior high school where right. I had like a very strong, my libido was so high. And like, I didn't have like intercourse at that age, but, um, but I, I, you know, you know, I, I had third base. A, yeah. Third base for sure. Yeah. So, um, rounded third.
0: Were you <laughs> rounding third heading for home? No. No, okay.
1: No, no, no. It yeah, was like, no, I'm, I'm too young. I'm right totally too too young to do yeah. this. But I was so excited. I mean, I just like, you know, it was at that age where like, if, if you were sitting next to a guy or a girl that, you know, really that you've just loved or you were just so attracted to and they'd like, like brushed up against you, uh, it would be like, oh my God. I mean, I would get this like jolt, you know, throughout my body that they, they touched me like, like, you know, and I remember, um, the idea of, I remember one time, uh, my, my, my mom was pretty cool with like, I was allowed to have boys in my room, like in junior high school, you know? And, um, I remember my parents were out and my boyfriend came over and it was just the two of us in the house. And I, I shared a room with my sister. Right. And, um, I took a shower before when my, while my parents were away. Now I, nothing had happened at that point. Right. I'm going to be so honest here. Okay. So So, um, I gave her my hand job, right? <laughs> and. Yes. He, he, he jizzed on my sister's fist <laughs> <bedspread>, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when, when my, 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 and then my parents came home. Yeah. Right. And. The she opened the door and I just sat there and my hair was wet. His hair wasn't wet. It wasn't like we took a shower together. Yeah. But but there was a little like a spot that she noticed on the bed and she didn't say anything. Maybe she thought it was wet, you know. Maybe she yeah, right, believed right, it was sure. wet because I would maybe it was from my hair or something like yeah, that. Maybe yeah. we were making out on the bed or something. And um, and I was like, Oh my god. But that that feeling of like like a parent walking in. Oh yeah! While you were doing something yep. sexual. Yep. Like it's like that excitement of maybe getting caught. You know? Oh, really?
0: So you were into the sort of the danger. A little bit part of, of the danger of yeah. maybe getting
1: caught. Yeah. You know? So that then that I was talking to girlfriends about it and like just missing that, but but just the intensity of a young age of 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 having a guy uh, so close to you. Oh, it was like electric.
0: Okay, so uh, you want some honesty? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I
1: gave you some, so you give me some.
0: Clearly, I owe you a story. (laughs) So until I was 27 years old, never slept with a guy. How old? 27. 27,
1: okay. But you had slept with girls.
0: I'd slept with women my whole life, but I knew I was gay. So I was going along with the, you know the charade
1: Did you not like the sex with the women?
0: It was okay, especially when I was young. It was totally fine. Okay. N- not what I Not what I really desired, but I it was pleasurable. Were you How thinking about,
1: about guys while you were with the women?
0: Oh god, that's a very personal question. Well, Some, sometimes.
1: Okay. okay. Sometimes.
0: Right. Um so when I came out at 28, I never for all intents and purposes never had sex. Had a lot of sex, but only with women. So come out of 28, I'm allowed to have sex with guys. And I am telling you, Sue, these kids, 30% of young men said they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem. I had so much sex. <laughs> I mean, I, it was so pent up. And I mean, I I started a story the other day with, uh, with friends where I said, when I nailed these two Spaniards in Mykonos, I'm like, "Oh my god, did I did that phrase just leave my mouth?" But that's the way. And by the way, we have different rules. We, the gays, have different rules for sex. A gay man, meaning, um, oh, meaning like Jack and I have been together 17 years, which is 50 in gay years. I mean, <laughs> really. There's a lot out, right? People have open relationships, all that kind of stuff. Guys, have, as you mentioned, higher guys have wild libidos when we're young. And so uh, you make hay while the sun shines. And I made so much hay, including on Mykonos.
1: Okay. So you say you have different rules. Does that mean that it's open? Open season? No, even no, no. You're not, in, not at no, all. I'm in a monogamous
0: relationship. Good. Absolutely not. Um Yeah, no, uh, monogamous relationship for me, that's the only way I would, I would ever want it. Um, But I think that, uh, like, for example, there's a, uh, should we talk? Yeah, we're talking pretty, we're pretty intimately here. So there's a term called body count. Have you ever heard the term body count used in relation to sex?
1: No, just when there's a lot of people who died.
0: Yeah, that's not what this is. (laughs) Body count in amongst the kids is how many people have you slept with? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So my yeah. body count's high. Mm-hmm. Gay guys' body count is generally high. Um, women have a lower body count, just naturally.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh really? Mm-hmm. 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 Years ago, I got together. I don't know if I ever told you the story. I got together, um, and we did it a couple of times with uh, a couple of my girlfriends. Okay. And we uh, we called it the burning ceremony. Okay. And it's, it's something that really needs to be done at some point. I wanted to do it as a stage show, kind of like the vagina monologues, you know? Sure. So it's, it, we sat at a table. We all wrote a list of all the guys we ever had sex with. Right. Really? And then we lit a candle that we had in the middle of the table. And with wine and weed, we cut each name off the list. And as we put it and we talked about the person and who the person was, you know, there was like a guy in college that I slept with. It was like it was Bill something the third. I didn't even know his name. Bill the third. Bill something the third. (laughs) He lived in my dorm. Right. (laughs) And then we would burn the name. So they were, we were kind of like, burning this these people it was cathartic cathartic you're releasing releasing so we were yeah. burning these people out of our lives and during the course of doing it
0: how many candles did it take did you go through candles
1: i don't know i think we had ah, like we're one, done burning one, let's one. get
0: another candle got more names i don't
1: i don't really i don't recall how many candles it was but but I found out that there there was a you know girlfriend of mine. We had someone in common that we had had no idea we had in common. Oh wow! Right. So I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there, there definitely are women that have had a a lot of sex. Oh yeah, I'm not 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 Will Will Chamberlain sex, but but a lot of sex. I'm shy of Will Chamberlain.
0: North of you, but south of Will Chamberlain. That's a good way to describe it. Um. (laughs)
1: But, but what, what, what makes, me, what makes me sad about the, you know, these statistics is yeah. that, um, and I guess it's not for everybody, you know, to, to have that intimacy, to, to have sex with somebody that you have intimacy with. Because to me, I've had both. I've sure. had sex with people that I had no connection to and I could care less if I ever saw them again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then to have that added connection. Yeah. To me, it's it just heightens the sex and yeah. the relationship. You know? Well,
0: your your assignment is find out if your husband Tom watches porn. And by oh, the I'm way, going. his
1: answer is going to be no. And no,
0: then, no, you're, t- gonna, then no, you're gonna then you're t- gonna press t- him on it.
1: No, he'll tell me the
0: truth. You'll get him in a, a chair, and there'll be a light bulb <laughs> swinging back and forth. Have, have you cigar.
1: now, or have you ever watched porn? No, I'll be smoking the room. Smoke in the room. Exactly. I'll be wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: All right. Well, there you have it. There's a very interesting culture pop. It got pretty randy at the end there.
1: Talked about golf courses with dangerous animals to me giving a hand job in my bedroom. And when my uh, my mother was catching
0: me. So there you have it. That wraps up the show. There's, There's your summary. Those are the Cliff's notes for uh, today's show. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to this channel so you will not miss any of our shows. And please leave us a comment or a reaction. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, subscribe to this channel. Leave us a five star review and a comment. All the reviews, all the comments, all the ratings, they help us with the algorithm as we continue to grow the show. Sue? So, I would say Merry Christmas, except it doesn't make any sense for you.
1: Yes, it does. I yep. married a no Oh, that's right. That's right. So you do. Do you have a Christmas tree up? We don't. We have Christmas lights Christmas and lights, lights, and we have and lights in the house.
0: Well, listen. I will not talk to you until the New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Ask Tom if he watches porn. <laughs> I will. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for uh, watching and for listening to the Culture Pop podcast. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time.